You're listening to Racing Nation with James O'Shea. And joining me now on Racing Nation from Dynamic Form to talk Dynamic Form preview and review, Jack Smallhorn. How are you? Hey, James. Very well, thanks. How are you? Yes, very well. We keep talking about this deep into September. Is there a better time of the year? Footy no, racing? no, exactly. You know, we we're just saying, yeah, the, the footy finals coming up and the um, all the all the spring racing. It's um, yeah, it's 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 the time to be alive, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely, it is. Well, <laughs> let's let's have a look. Let's review first of all. What did we learn last week from uh, racing that we saw across the country? Yeah, well, we focused in on Ramwick last week, and geez, the track was sort of the talking point. Um, mm. You really have to be up and in on on that fence, or you were you were sort of cast. Um, I'd be forgiving a whole heap of runners out of that race. Anyone who sort of has to sit even too wide, even with cover, and make their run uh, four off the fence coming around the turn, it was just sort of like quicksand, and those leaders were kicking away in the fast lane. So. I think it's sort of a meeting when you go back and look at it, you're going to have to be very, very forgiving of um, some horses that sort of underperform to the eye. Um, yeah, you can sort of give them a pass mark because of the way the track played. It's a good um, example. And it's, it's probably yeah. touch on that as well, like you speak about track bias. That's probably an example of what you've spoken about before with dynamic form and how you customise it to suit yourself. You can then go in and enter those notes. So when you go back and see that horse, if you whatever your thoughts were on the track bias or how the horse ran according to that, you can log that in there, which helps you moving forward. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's I love using the notes because it's it's hard to I mean they race every day, so it's hard to your mind can only remember so many things. So when you just put a quick note in there that is a reference point, um, you know straight away that oh yeah, that jogs your memory, and um, you don't have to go back watching hours and hours of race replays the week before doing the form. Okay, so yep, so that's a look at what happened in Sydney. Sorry, I cut you off there before. Anything from last week? No, that's right. No, no, I'm just going to talk about the Concord Stakes just briefly. I think we spoke about um, Eduardo with Malkovich. Mm possibly taking him on. I think Nash just played that beautifully, just sitting sitting outside him, um, just put paid to him on the turn, and then the race was all over. Um, he recorded a rating of 66 for that win, so he's gone a fair bit better than that. I think he's, he's um, recorded a 78 and a 79 before, but that's, he's not far off his top there, so he's obviously on track for the Everest. Um, I'd be forgiving a band in that. Um, as I said, he just got in the wrong part of the track. Um, and, yeah, nothing really worked out for him, so give him another crack. Um, in the Chelmsford, Knight's order straight to the front, uh, kicked away like they were doing all day. Our mate Benno, I think he was just about the run of the run of the day, three wide, you know, cover out the back and came widest on the turn and still ran on for fourth, so he is a little bit frustrating because I know as someone who's <laughs> been on him for a while, he's still only won a, a narrow maiden so far, but... Um, He's run some great races. His two runs this time have been great. And obviously that Derby run um, last preparation was great. So I'd be sticking with him. He's now the favourite for the Metrop. So if he can win that, he might be a chance for the Caulfield Cup um, later in the spring. And I wouldn't sack Surefire um, again. Same as Andermatt. Just didn't have anything go its way the way the track was playing. Just before we wrap up on last week, I'll just mention as well the highway winner, um, Opal Ridge, recorded a 53.5. So that's like extremely rare for those highway winners to, to get up near that level. Um, I went back through the Dynamic Form horse search just to have a look at the previous um, winners of highways. And the, the most recent one I could find was It's Me, who ran the figure of that high. And obviously she went on to win the um, Kosciuszko. So... Mm. 
I'd be following that horse. I don't know if they're going to go to the Kosciuszko or they'll just look at a three-year-old Phillies, you know, stakes race. But I think um, she's got something to offer in the next couple of starts as well. Okay, so there's a few that we need to jot down from a futures point of view. Well, let's have a look at what is happening this weekend, cracking day of racing. Let's look at Flemington first of all. We see Group 1 racing return to Flemington, and we are headlined by Group 1. It is the PFD Food Services, Maccabi Diva Stakes over the mile. Wait for rage at Group 1 level. What can you tell us about this race? Yeah, it's it's obviously not a big field, but it's a quality field. Um, a lot of the form coming from Memsey um, a couple of weeks ago. I couldn't find much speed here, just looking at our speed map, and I, I'd be shocked if um, Alligator Blood with Tim Clark on doesn't get a bit of a dig and they ride it to lead. Um, he should have finished a lot closer in the Memsey stakes a couple of weeks ago first up, and our ratings have got him about a two-length better horse second up, so... If he can find the front sort of by itself and, and dictate, um, I think he'll be very, very hard to run down. The ratings have got I'm Thunderstruck on top, um, and, I mean, that's fairly obvious after what he's been able to accomplish so far. He ran a peak last start of 65.5 in the Memsey, so you'd think second up he's ready to... He could only improve on that. Um, I just thought the way the race shape looked with the lack of speed um, he's probably going to be just behind Alligator Blood in the run and I thought if Alligator Blood could just get a, a soft time there he might be able to kick away and hold on um, and I thought at $5 he's probably the way to go um, with the value there Okay so that's your thoughts there on the Maccabi Diva, let's have a look at another of the great races on this card the 7th is the Let's Elope at Group 2 level over 1400 metres and very interesting race this and again like we, we talk about it form at this time of the year a lot of horses resuming or having their second second run back and and bigger picture you know the bigger picture exists there as well for a lot of these so what can you dissect and make out of the let's elope yeah it's a great race um a lot of these sort of mares are up and coming so they're lightly raced um and sort of going through the grades um the ratings have come up with Kiss on all four cheeks on top. Um, it's pretty well found in the market. Um, I think it's already been five into four dollars um, so far. I sort of wanted to take a different angle here. I just did a bit more research with our um, horse search database, and eight, uh, six of the last eight winners have actually carried fifty-eight or more kilos in this race. So, to me, that sort of suggests that you're looking at that sort of higher class um, mare, not the up-and-comer for this race. So the one I landed on was Yearning. Um, so she's one of only two Group 1 winners in this race. We haven't seen her since she got a mile back in the Vinery Stud Stakes um, in the autumn and powered home to run the six. Um, and that was behind Fangirl, Hinged, Gypsy Goddess. So that's sort of the A-grade form. Um, and a lot of these other ones are promising but coming through the B-grade sort of form to my eye. Um, so Yearning has those strong ratings from those Group 1 level races. Um, she's got good setup for this. She's trialled well, likes racing at Flemington. I think it's $26 in a very open race. I think she's probably the way to go just from a from a value point of view. Yeah, plenty of value there about race 7. It is number 1 yearning. So that's a look at a couple of the big features 
from Flemington. Let's jump across the state. Let's go to Rose Hill. Big day of racing there from Rose Hill. Another 10 races, as always, on the card there. And it's the feature that we could talk about at Rose Hill. doesn't come up till race number eight. But, uh, another one of these time-honoured races at this time of the year. It is the Theo Mark Stakes over 1,300 metres, a group two. And again, similar scenario to what I said before. A lot of horses here either assuming or second up and again a big picture view as well with uh, with some other targets I'm sure down the track yeah exactly it's um I think Winx won this race oh, going back mm. five or six years oh, probably no it would be longer than that now but um yeah so it's obviously a, a very strong race and a good pointer for the spring um one that caught my eye here was a tissue which has come up the top radar um and it's at $17 it's rated about a $6.50 chance with our um in our market comparison uh the reason i caught her in the recent trial she um i love the way she got through the line just, just sitting back and um yeah she really savaged that line late in the trial um i think at yeah 17 dollars she looks a she looks a good bet here um she comes through the tats tiara last start the group one form um and obviously we've seen a snap dancer Come out and win the Memsey on the um, after winning after running second in that race. So good form lines. The ratings are with her, and I loved her trial. So I thought she was um, she was worth a bet. The, the problem with her is she is a little bit of hit and a little bit hit and miss at the start. So you might um, know your fate early <laughs> to see how she, she jumps. But if she jumps with them, uh, seventeen dollars. I think uh, you could do worse than play her each way. Race eight, number nine, a tissue. Gee, you found some value for us this week. I know, I know. We need it. We uh, we didn't have the best of luck last week, so we're chasing our tail a little bit. So um, we've got to bounce back with a bit of value this week. All right, so Flemington, we're going to be with race five, uh, it's the Maccabi Diva, it's number four, Alligator Blood. Uh, race seven, number one, which is Yearning, so it's going around in the Let's Elope. It's better than 20 to one. Then at Rose Hill on the feature there, the Theo Marks, it's race eight, number nine, a tissue at upwards of the 20. So, yes, a plenty of value to be found this yeah. week. We can, yeah, gee, we might can. set us up for the spring. We might be able to uh, really unleash for the next couple of weeks when the big races come around, um, <laughs> if we can get a couple of results this week. Well, let's hope that that certainly is the case. And as I if you want that ratings edge and, and you want to be a part of Australia's most in-depth form guide powered by Dynamic Odds, how do we go about it? Yeah, just jump on to www.dynamicform.com.au uh, there's a page there, as I said, with uh, plenty of information. You can check out a video and um, get in touch with us if you've got any questions. But um, it's all there on the page for you to check out and have a look at and see if you're interested. Dynamicform.com.au is the website. Jump on there and check it out today. Jack, as always, thanks for joining us on the show and hopefully we'll help the punters find a few winners. Yeah, no worries, James. We'll speak to you next week. Have a good one. Dynamic Form, Australia's most in-depth form guide powered by Dynamic Odds. Every runner, every meeting across Australia, New Zealand, Hong Kong, Singapore and other international jurisdictions. Personalise the form to suit you. Predictive rating for every runner. A comprehensive horse search database, speed maps, black books so you never miss a future winner. Dynamic Form and Dynamic Odds, the best combination in racing. Log on to www.dynamicform.com.au for a free meeting today.